check. Check. You good? Yeah. Do right. you know what the best thing about Easter is? Uh, Jesus. Second best thing about Easter. What is it? Starburst jelly beans. Yeah. The tropical flavors, though. Try yeah. the berry medley, whatever it is. They're okay. That over um, Reese's cup eggs. Oh man, there's so many good things about Easter. Or even better, the fundraiser, like homemade fundraiser. Yeah, but it's COVID nineteen season. We can't do That's those true. this year. You did have those, right? Oh yeah, they were yeah. good. There's something about they those. They were though. they were a lot though. Yeah. Yeah. They were like half pounds. Well, I remember selling them growing up and thinking cuz it was this like the huge huge return of a fundraiser that we did. Yeah. Um oh, as yeah. kids in youth group cuz in youth group growing up, if you didn't know this, you now you know. Um, if you want to do something fun, mm -hmm. you have to come up with the money for that on your own. Right. <laughs> you have, you to, have to raise that. You have money. to raise that money. The older people can have the money to do the things yeah, they, they want. They can go apple picking anytime yeah. they want. Right. I mean, it's their money, but it's we true. got it by uh, selling Easter eggs that they made. That they made. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but we sold them for four dollars a piece. What? Okay. Four dollars a piece, and I was just—I used to think like that is such an absurd amount of money like mm -hmm. how could anybody even afford to buy a buy four dollar easter Scout egg cookies. um but they did and that mm -hmm. was the that was the most successful fundraiser we we ever had uh, in our <laughs> church growing up it's how we it's how we got to do everything wow um, interesting yeah there's yeah. a lot of good treats about easter pretty fun hmm. Um, I think the best treat is your dad riding a donkey. That is a real treat. Uh, <laughs> that comes up once a week. I guess I probably should talk about that this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, this is Palm Sunday. I feel like message. you've told it for Risen before, but we have a lot oh, yeah. of new people. I but think. I haven't told it online. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should reenact it. I think he should. And he no, actually. You. No, no, no. You've got the long hair now. He sent me a picture. Uh, it's not long enough. Not long enough for white Jesus. Mm. White Jesus has shoulder length. Oh, hair. you would pass if you were the. <laughs> if you were in a group of people, they would look at you and say, "Yeah, you look the most like Jesus." White Jesus. Right. That's what, yeah. Of course, we're well, in America right now. It's important to distinguish <laughs> anytime we talk about that that we're not talking about the real Jesus. We're talking about Jim Caviezel. Mm -hmm. Um, that's who played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ. Oh, really? Yep. I thought it was Mel Gibson. Jim Caviezel. No, he directed it. Oh. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 mm. yep, yep. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so you're going to tell that story on Sunday. Yeah, I probably will. Mm -hmm. And also, Dad sent me a picture from a, a newspaper article um, where oh, he yeah, was dressed yeah. up as he Jesus. He sent it to me, too. And had to stand on a cross. Like mm -hmm. All of this seems very sacrilegious to me now. Also, he told us it was like snowing out well yeah that's it was the, like 25 degrees that's on the whole Easter story Sunday. it actually started snowing a little bit mm -hmm. um in southern west virginia which is not terribly uncommon no. in april in west especially virginia, when it could easter's snow. in march march it could it snows a lot in march yeah. um but uh yeah 
the, the he was also that picture f- was featured on the front page a full page of the newspaper of the beckley register herald and your mom told me she was so proud to be married to jesus <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nobody of course got to she do was joking you know she was nobody joking got to with do me that about how silly that sounded but at the time nobody got to do that for real you know no be married that's to the jesus. next close thing yeah next best thing <laughs> is to be married to some white jesus reenactor mm-hmm. thousands of years later i bet that's when your mom knew she really made it in life <laughs> <laughs> that was mom's tipping point mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah mm. yeah that's pretty good um any good stories or anything to open up with this week? I have next week we're going to have a celebration on the podcast. Okay. Because I have one more week of homeschool. Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so close. And we feel it. Oh, man. Me and Addie both feel it. So we're almost mm-hmm. there. We're finishing early because we didn't really take many breaks this year. And turns out when you just do schoolwork, you can get done a lot faster. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we passed second grade together. That's excellent. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a thing. And also, I I just feel like I should say I might even include this in the message because this is totally sincere. Um I, we we try not to get too deep into like giving advice to people. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think that there is a bit of advice that maybe everybody could use right now. C- celebrate something. Mm. People, like you got to we need to pick some things and say, "All right, I know that's going to happen, and when it happens, I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to throw a party for myself. I'm going to, like, we have, that is something we really have lost this year. So, I don't, yeah. Adeline the gen- feeling, um, Adeline oh, finishing yeah, yeah. second grade, like, we're going to celebrate We're going to celebrate it. it we're going to yeah. throw a real Like we did party. Cinco de Mayo last year. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo was the biggest party this, <laughs> this house has ever known. And oh. it was our, us, our three kids, and, uh kid and yeah. ashley my, my brother and yeah. sister um we've never celebrated it before but you know what 2020 gave us a reason <laughs> we i think we should again I, yeah i mean uh we just need those moments you know and even like let me let me go preachery on it so i think i'm really might say this on sunday i was looking for something kind of on the lighter side uh the message is a little um theology heavy again i think it, it's a little lighter and I, it's a little more you know kind of just getting into some things that we could all say Okay, that's good. I, that's a good thing for us to talk about. It's probably a good thing for us to address. A little more accessible, but mm-hmm. it still needs something. And um, and the Bible is full. Like Leviticus is most. We we love to hone in on specific things from Leviticus, right? Right. Um, where sexual sin things. We we love yeah, that. Yeah. There's one chapter in Leviticus that talks about, and we pick a few of them and say those are the most important ones and ignore a bunch of the other ones. Right. Um. But Leviticus is also full, mostly, most of Leviticus is commands to party. Like Hmm. mostly it is festivals and uh, ceremonies and rituals that involve eating and drinking and, and celebrating what God has done and remembering what God has done for the Israelite people. Like that's most of Leviticus. I mean, in the, you know, there's a, there's a tremendous amount about like how to slaughter a goat properly. Mm -hmm. Um, But Yeah. Mostly the American evangelical church pulled the Levitican, you know, some aspects of the Levitican definition of sexual sin right. and pretty much ignored the rest of the book. Um, I don't know that we should have pulled any of it, but if we pulled any of it, we should be pulling 
festivals. <laughs> we should be pulling <laughs> this like structure that was set up for the Jewish people that said, don't forget to party like a lot, like on the reg. Yeah. Let's make sure. I mean, at least monthly. Let's make <laughs> sure that we celebrate something. Something. And yeah, I think we need that. This again. month. Yeah. This month it's going to be school. Yeah. Um, I've said a few things we, we've 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 started talking you and me about some things that we could just kind of say like all right what are the dance in the kitchen moment things now yeah the world is different our goals are different our plans for life are different we still need to dance in the kitchen sometimes what is that for you right what's yeah when's that going to happen for you yeah um I had one you you told me something the other day uh that one of our neighbor kids said that I thought <laughs> was just such a great like oh, one-liner yeah. kind of joke uh, about his law. teacher yeah yeah about his teacher yeah uh that he came and told you yeah, i think you should that share was so funny that. so and then we'll our neighbors in. are they just moved in not long ago and they have a little boy that is five i think and then another and a little girl and his name is Bilal. they're from bosnia, their family's from bosnia i think yeah um so there's a few uh, still like cultural differences like yeah and just that they're and like, the fact that first he's five generation immigrants so yeah they I, I think i mean they speak english but, but they I also suspect speak, that they speak they another do. language in the house yeah Bilal speaks bosnian a little bit okay as well um so anyways he came over to me and like i just came outside like because they had they had been outside playing with the kids and he was so excited to tell me something like megan megan guess what and i was like what and he goes my teacher she has has different hair but the same face (laughs) like what what are you talking about and he like he couldn't come up with a way to explain what he was talking about so he used Nora as an example example and he was like she has Nora's hair now but the same face (laughs) (laughs) and so I was catching on like what he was talking about and he was and so I was like so I asked him, he used to, did your teacher used to have hair like your sister, like dark hair? And now she has hair that's light like Nora. Yeah, but the same face. So, so good. I love it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're great little kids. Yeah. I really like them. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you want to get into this? Yep. I have a little bit more of uh, just kind of fun stuff to talk through, even just in my intro, what I was going to share at the very beginning of okay. things this week. Oh, we're going to go to this discussion. Yeah, not okay. not deep into it. Oh. No, we'll have some fun with it, I think. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to talk about it. I didn't know if you were... Yeah, I think it's important to talk about it. Okay. I, yeah, for for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Um, okay. So I got my, this is not me talking. This is Drew. Yeah, Drew got say his it? first. I got my first, yeah. yeah, I got my first vaccine shot this week. Yep. Um, that means that I'm at this point, mm-hmm. or maybe it's another week and this happens. I'm 52% inoculated. Are you sure it's that low? I thought it was 85. That's the Moderna and I got no. the Pfizer. Oh, really? No, it's, are you sure? Because you know I what? am. You're right. Cause I'm 98% sure kid said he, yeah. And it's like 80. 85. Okay. Well, I'm like 85%. You're 85%. Inoculated after mm-hmm. this is fully through. And by the way, like, uh, it really hurt my arm. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally manageable. Yeah. I slept through it mostly. Like <laughs> that kidding. night, it, it, it kind of, I got the shot at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And by the time I went to bed that night, it was 
you know, at, at its worst, mm-hmm. but it wasn't bad enough that I couldn't sleep through it. But yeah, I was really surprised because I heard everybody saying like, yeah, it might, it might hurt your arm pretty well. I was like, come on. Yeah. It was like, but some people it didn't do too bad. No. And, I, you know, it has everything to do with your immune system. Um, oh, really? So the idea. Yeah. Because the pain and even fever and any of the things that happen for the most part, unless it's an allergic reaction, which is pretty rare um, for the most part. It's your immune system reacting to a foreign body or something that that seems. So is your like, immune system low if you have a worse reaction? No, it means mm. it's high, it means it's good. Oh, yeah. So like younger people getting the shot are a little more likely to actually feel pretty beat up by it huh. because they have better immune systems. Didn't so know that. your body is reacting to it and saying, "Well, that's what my my mom had told me." Like that, her mom mm-hmm. got her shot. Neither one of them didn't notice it at all. Um, she actually, oh dear. Has, well, she's, <laughs> we've known that for years. I know. <laughs> yeah. She's actually worn a mask from time to time for years. Like, yeah. um, I think at one point maybe she had like a, a, a very slow moving leukemia diagnosis. Yeah, yeah she I did. Think. Yeah. I don't know if that's still, I don't know if that kind of thing goes away and she didn't get treatment for it, but, um, whatever it is, it's a stage and a, and a type that she's yeah. had it for years. Um, but she has basically no immune system whatsoever. And so yeah. the shot didn't really affect her. Yeah. That's um, crazy. But younger people getting it, you know, I just, I was hanging out with a younger friend this morning and they told me they got the shot and oh. really, really feeling it like, hmm. yeah, deep in the, <laughs> deep in the tissue. Yeah. Um, that your body is really, but hmm. yeah, so I can, uh, I can give everyone like 85% of a hug, I mm-hmm. guess, or I can hug 85% of the people. Okay. Because of my inoculation well, level at That's this good point. To know. <laughs> you better get right on that. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, let's get into it. Um this that was my last jelly bean in case you were can hear me slurping and chirp chirping. Mm, boy. Hope not. I've been trying to be careful. Let me finish chewing. Finish chewing your mm-hmm. your last jelly bean. Yeah. I am gonna talk about the I have in here uh a point to sort of talk about the vaccine again and why i said i think i should probably bring it up i think it makes for a good point in this sermon Um, okay not not a point and just for those listening not a point to say you need to go get your vaccine that's not something i'm going to do um just a point to say all of our opinions about this whether they're for it or against it are a little silly to me um (laughs) or at least they're a little absurd to me yeah i shouldn't say silly just more like they kind of come from a strange place from um, from a lot of people uh, hmm. about it. But, but we'll get into okay. it. Okay. We've been moving through the Lord's Prayer together for the past several weeks. And today I want to pick up in the part of the prayer that we refer to the most as the Church of the Risen Jesus. Yeah. So Matthew 6, 9, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. And we kind of talked so far about how there's kind of a bit of a reverence element to this. Jesus is saying, like, remember, God's in heaven, you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember to think of God like a father. So there's some course correction happening here. Yep. Um, so that, that's a lot of what that is. And then we get into uh, the second half of verse 10, which is what today okay. is going to be about. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. That's the one okay. that Risen Church, yeah. I think, talks about the most. Heaven yeah. on earth. Um, one of the earlier lines of the prayer, thus earlier messages in this series, indicated that we should remind ourselves that God is in heaven and we are well not. 
And that makes for a decent sermon point and a decent joke. As long as Megan doesn't butcher it. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And you did. Mm. What? No, I read it really well. The joke goes this way. Mm. God is in heaven and you are, well, not. I read it exactly like that. That's the comedic timing. Play it back. I read it exactly (laughs) like that. Um, But it also has some problems when we get to this part of the prayer. Jesus clearly wants to construct for us a way of thinking about heaven and earth as separate realities. But then he also seems to want to help us think of these two separate realities as not always separate. Those sound like big words to you. They look like big words. (laughs) Um, Does that make sense? These are two things that exist separately from each other that don't have to say stay that way. Heaven and earth are like peanut butter and chocolate. They each exist completely independent of the other. But they also come together often. And when they do, it's, you guessed it, heaven on earth. Great example. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Isn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. True. Um... It is entirely possible. That's a great way to think about it. That's good, Drew. It is entirely possible for heaven and earth to intersect, to collide. This, uh, there is a way that Jesus is inviting us into that, into, there is a way that Jesus is inviting us into, into that brings heaven to earth and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And I kicked around whether we should talk about like, well, is the idea that heaven would come to earth? Mm Mm-hmm. Or is the idea that we would transcend mm. into the heavenlies? Well, that's how, um, I mean. I don't mean linearly like like later on in life do we go up to oh, heaven. Oh, oh. I mean, um, I'm, I'm talking more from an Eastern, like Buddhist perspective. Okay. Or maybe even Hindu perspective that would sort of say like, well, you don't bring heaven here. Mm-hmm. You actually leave here and go into the heavenlies. While you're still alive, like you actually sort of oh. transcend. There are a lot of Christians that think that way too. I'm I'm surprised that you're shocked uh, coming that from the charismatic background. Like coming from confusing. the chari- well, but coming from the charismatic background that we come from, do you not remember? I mean, there are the you know Holy Spirit rain down on us, right? Yeah. Heavenly, let the heavens come down on us. But then right. there are also the Take me past the outer courts and to the holy place. Take me somewhere else. Oh, yeah, Let yeah, me yeah. transcend. Okay. Um, so there, there, I thought about kind of addressing both of those and just saying, like, neither is more right than the other. Yeah. They're not exactly, you know, you, you can sort of walk around the earth with a heaven helmet on. So, like, you're kind of transcended mm-hmm. and have seen things beyond and experienced things beyond and know that there's more going on here than mm-hmm. meets the eye. Or... You can constantly be sort of uh, like reaching up into heaven and dropping and pulling it down to the earth kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think both ways are, are perfectly reasonable ways of thinking about it. But they also, I don't know, I didn't want to make a whole sermon about that yeah. um, part of it because it's all very speculative mm-hmm. and, and theological and not exactly useful. At the end of the day, I think you kind of arrive at the same. But that's gotcha. what I, okay. I wanted to kind of make that point, like vice versa. It's heaven is coming to earth or us earthlings are experiencing glimpses of heaven yeah what's the difference um, okay yes yeah. oh, that makes sense and then um, we're also we're not talking at all here now again very much like we were talking about the rapture last week like is the is there some sort of apocalyptic moment that's going to happen sometime in the future we don't really know mm-hmm. but that's not what's being talked about here 
mm-hmm. the point of the of, of this about heaven is like is heaven something we go to right. or experience after we die or after the you know some sort of tribulation or apocalypse or whatever is it i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know what happens after you die but jesus isn't talking about that here mm-hmm. so we're not necessarily trying to make any statement about whether that happens later or not. We're yeah. just saying he's not talking about that he's, here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, heaven on earth isn't a brand isn't brand new to Jesus. He's not the first to suggest that this was possible or part of the plan. In fact, I hope that what I'm about to read to you has all of the you saying, Oh yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that part. Um, Genesis one thirty one. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Did you catch it? Did it make you think at all like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In that verse? Heaven on earth isn't Jesus' idea. Like, he didn't just say, hey, heaven can actually exist here and Mm -hmm. now on the earth. And then I'm saying, it did once before. (laughs) God oh. walked with Adam in the cool saw of the evening. Saw that it was very good. Yeah. God made everything and saw that it was good and very good. Mm-hmm. That's That's true. The whole thing starts like that. The whole yeah. thing starts as heaven on earth. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. that's the okay. point I'm trying to make. Yep. Um the Bible's account of the creation of earth and all its inhabitants is literally a utopian heaven on earth poem. Everything in Genesis 1 has a rhythm and a flow, and it would sound best read over harp music with a light choral pad ringing out major chords. <laughs> like that? Yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you can't make a major chord with one note, but yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I can't do that with my tongue. You can't do it. Um, there is nothing that is created or that happens that is considered bad or evil or broken or incomplete. There's some Hebrew words. It is a... It is. It is... Tov? <laughs> tov. <laughs> yep, something like that. Or... Me-o-de-tov. <laughs> me o Tov. Or me o tov Oh, it's tov I I think it's got a little bit of a... <laughs> it just hits. It's a consonant that hits <laughs> hard. It's a consonant that hits so hard that you think there's a vowel after it. Tov. Oh. Tov. Or mehode tov. Oh, okay. Which means it is good or it is very good. Like those are the only two uh, Hmm. adjectives and attributes given to anything in the creation poem. Everything God says about creation is it is tov or it is mehode tov. It is good or it is very good. There's nothing evil. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing broken. There's nothing incomplete. Hmm. There's nothing wrong here hmm. because heaven is perfectly on earth. Oh, okay. Um, God is making something in the beginning that is very good. And then pride, greed, violence, lies, bigotry, racism, classism, sexism, selfishness, etc., 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 Mm-hmm. ETC et yeah, et Enter it. the picture. Heaven on earth still exists as far as we can tell, even in the Genesis story. People just make it hard for themselves and others to see it. There is no moment where God comes back into the narrative in G- Genesis 3 after Adam and Eve eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge to say, 
maybe this wasn't very good after all. Makes sense. It does. What's Do you think that's going to spark some controversy? I don't know. Why? It's not. I mean, there's nothing there. Genesis 3, there's not a single moment God makes the entire earth mm-hmm. and makes man and woman, calls them tove mm-hmm. or meode tove, mm-hmm. and calls them meode tove. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that he says is not good is when there's only one man and there's no yeah. other people for him to love. Like, he, yeah. he can't... Uh, that is... The only what thing. does and he then, actually say to them when they eat the fruit and he kicks them out of the garden? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know right off the top yeah. of my head. I can I grab just a Bible curious. here. Because in my mind, you know, just thinking back, like in my mind, it's that he was displeased. Um, Let's see. Keep talking. What are you um, thinking about that? Well, I just... So to say that God never came back into the narrative and say and said that maybe something didn't go exactly as it well, should. He, just, he doesn't say that it's not good now. He just said, um, let's see, when the when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking, so they hid from mm-hmm. the Lord. So they this were is their choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then God called out, Where are you? He replied, I was walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. God said, who told you you are naked? This is Genesis 3, 11. Anybody wants to read it for themselves. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And he and he turned to the woman and said, what have you done? And she said, it was the serpent. And uh, so God curses the serpent. And then he says to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. And in giving birth to the man... Um, Cursed is the ground because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. Um, Mm -hmm. That's it. Then the man Adam named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all who live. And the Lord made them clothing Mm -hmm. from animal skins. And he said, uh, look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out and take the fruit of the the tree of life and eat it as well? Then they will live forever. So the Lord banished them from the garden. And sent them out. Um, And then after that, he stationed mighty cherubim at the east of the garden, and they placed a flaming sword flashing back and forth to the guard the way to the tree of life. Hmm. And all of this was basically just, well, you you can't have the knowledge that you have and the sort of live forever. We don't know what any of this really means. Right, right. But what I'm saying is that the writer here of this poetry takes special pains to say, Everything God made, he looked at it and he called it good. Mm -hmm. And he never comes back around to say, and then it wasn't good anymore. Mm -hmm. It was all by choice of the man and the woman, by choice of Adam and Eve that they hid from God, by choice of Adam and Eve that they, you know, chose not to true, not to trust God. Right. That's Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyways. Okay. I don't know if there's anything. I was just asking. Yeah, I I was just saying it's sort of matter of fact. There is, there are, you know, Hebrew words that are the opposite of uh, meode tove, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they don't show up. There's never a moment where it's like, ah. 
and that would be kind of weird if they did anyways, you know, like that God would make it and say, this is very good. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later say, ah, I was wrong. Yeah. What would that tell us about the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think, I, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think there's any doubt whether that was good or not. I think, I, I do think it's did. interesting that they were banished though. Yeah. From the Garden of Eden. Like, that the there that it was taken away. There is officially a Something separation was, yeah, from yeah yeah from a, a line kind of drawn mm-hmm. between heaven and earth. Like yeah. that started heaven and earth were one. Right. I also think that the story is interesting, and we don't exactly know. And th- this is the kind of thing I could say that people could maybe consider a little more controversial. We don't exactly know. Like, you know, is this whole thing like meant to be read as historical? Like, this is. Literally mm-hmm. a guy named Adam and literally a girl named Eve mm-hmm. literally like ate an apple that a snake literally told them to eat. And yeah, or is it all meant to sort of symbolize what the problem of sin actually is? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to think of them as literal, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't have a problem if they're not. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting that if you consider them literal and you think of these as like historical facts, the idea that they never actually did go back, that there is never mm-hmm. a moment where they actually like walk back over and say, God, could we, could we come back in mm-hmm. again? Can we, you know, yeah. I think we've learned our lesson or we, we understand now why you didn't want us, why you wanted us to right. eat of the tree of life and not this other tree. Right. Um, there is no Nothing like that in the narrative, which also leads leads me to sort of, you know, take my statement back that I think it's literal. I I think it is (laughs) a little more symbolic because to me, it seems like that would be a very natural thing to do at some point would be to go and say things were so good and you were right. We were wrong. Can we come back? Yeah. Yeah. This is all just speculation about it. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. You so said what we weren't exactly going to talk about it? that today in your parentheses, didn't you? I did. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I, I said, yeah, if you had read one more sentence, you would have seen. Uh, there is a moment in Genesis 6 that somebody could, you know, we could talk about someday what that's mm-hmm. about. That's the start of the, the flood narrative. Okay. Where God regrets that he ever made humans. Or yeah, at least yeah. that's the That's what the writer mm-hmm. says. Um, yeah. Okay. It would be a great thing to talk about someday. Okay. Um, for today, I just want us to consider that the departure of Adam and Eve and all of humanity with them from heaven on earth was a choice they made and that many of us continue to make to this very day. Yes. Um, so what is it exactly that makes it difficult for us to notice and perpetuate heaven on earth? Yep. And I got two points. Okay. They're going to go pretty quickly. Okay. Um, and they're they're kind of connected to each other. Okay. Um, so. uh, number one, knowing better. Knowing better makes it more difficult for us to notice or for us to perpetuate heaven on earth. Okay. Um, do you know anybody who knows better these days? Quote, unquote, knows better. Mm-hmm. Um, the original sin of Genesis 3, where heaven on earth started being harder to notice, was when Adam and Eve decided they knew better. Yeah. Get what I'm saying? Yep. What I mean by know better? Right. Yeah. 
Um, we are an arrogant people. I told you at the start of things today that I got my vaccine this week. And believe it or not, a lot of people have had an opinion about that. <laughs> everyone knows better than everyone else. I have people were praising me for being a hero and saving the world because I did what they know is right. What they know is right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And to those people, I say, oh, I didn't realize you were an expert vi virologist <laughs> and epi epidemiologist with a hands-on relationship, relationship with Pfizer land Moderna labs. <laughs> <laughs> you you okay. are really struggling with these sentences. Yeah, sorry. You're killing my jokes too. I no, I got that. As to a those joke. who know, this was the right thing to do. I'm just like, oh yeah, well, I didn't know that you were part of the whole production process, and you have no doubts and concerns whatsoever about it. So glad. Thanks for the praise of all of this. Right. Yeah. And I have people making fun of me for allowing corporations to put harmful chemicals into my body because I did what they know is wrong. And to them, I say, enjoy the rest of your Taco Bell Chalupa made with 40% genetically modified beef product and 60% of God knows what. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah. Okay. That was a little better. It um, made me giggle. I think it's a great joke. If it doesn't make me giggle, then you messed it up. Uh, Any thoughts about that? I'd like to hear you, you yeah. jump in. I mean... Is it a good example? Oh, about the example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think, think it's a good I'm, example. I don't think I'm making the example controversially. Hopefully everybody no, can no. see very clearly. Well, because there joking. are two sides to it. Yeah, so. and I've lived on both. I still live on both sides. Yeah. Like, is this completely medically safe? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, you know, the people who make all the other medicines say it is. So right. I'm like, I guess I'll trust them. Right. Uh, can I trust them? Should I trust them? I have no clue right you trust them with but i trust taco bell as much as you did before you i trust the them exactly medicines you got yeah. Yeah. right like, i don't before. know how to make medicines and right. i don't know you know who has who is possibly to gain from all of this and like just we're all just going to kind of make a decision about this but i think the issue and the point that i want to make is not to talk about that but to talk about like why do we have to know better yeah because if you want to google like the vaccine is unsafe. Mm -hmm. You'll find support of that. Mm -hmm. And if you want to Google, of course, the vaccine is safe. You'll find support of that. Right. We're just knowing better. Right. Um. Anyways. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. And it's so I don't know how well I get into it here, but it's so the problem mm -hmm. with interpersonal communication and relationships and just peace and harmony on the oh, earth yeah. right now it is the problem well and everybody, everybody thinks knows their better. opinion is is a fact right yeah yeah nobody thinks that their that their opinion is an opinion right everybody's like i know you're a hero drew for mm -hmm. getting that shot and for being an evangelical pastor and getting that shot you're on the front lines and gonna change it's like yeah but you don't know mm -hmm. you don't know anything more than the people who are concerned right while they smoke a cigarette that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why they eat a chalupa. <laughs> right. Yeah. That you shouldn't put these chemicals in. You don't, we don't know. And that's the problem of the moment. Mm. Yep. If everybody could just admit that they don't actually know better. Yeah. 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 And let's see how, let's okay. see how this plays out for you. A massive part of heaven on earth becoming a reality for us is a willingness to develop a bit of humility about things going on all around us that are beyond our comprehension. 
It is okay to say I don't really know what is best here. In fact, I would go as far as to say that the cure for most of our interpersonal problems at the moment, most of the things that are blocking heaven on earth when we're simply interacting with other people, boiled down to us knowing better than the people we should be listening to. Which leads to my second point today. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's what we just basically said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second thing that makes it difficult for us to notice and perpetuate heaven on earth. Why isn't heaven on earth a more present reality for us or why aren't we noticing it? Number two. uh, Number two, ignoring Jesus. um, Have you noticed that the way of Jesus just isn't very popular among Christians right now? (laughs) Hmm. Is that... Does that sting a bit? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> D- not for me. <laughs> All right. Um, it's only going to sting the people that it should sting. Right. I, I guess. guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't want to be too di- direct or mean, but that... Sorry. I don't want to be too direct or mean, but I think that's a fair way of putting it. Yeah. It's true. Um, you've probably heard this quote a thousand times in your life, but Gandhi once said... I like your Christ. I do not like your... Oh, I like your Christ. I thought he was saying, like, I like your Christ. No, no there's no but, comma. I like yeah. your Christ, yeah. Um, I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Yeah, mm. which that was a quote that I was really familiar with, and I was going, I went, to, I went looking for it because I thought it was a pretty good example to share here. And then I found, I stumbled on another quote that I had never read before from Gandhi, where he said, if all, this is the begin quote, if all Christians acted like Christ, the whole world would be Christian. Mm. That's what Gandhi said Mm. about the way of Jesus when faced with actual Christians. Yeah. Like looking at Christians, he said, if all of you acted the way that Jesus prescribes, Mm -hmm. I'd convert. We'd all convert. Hmm. There's no reason the world would not follow in your footsteps if you acted the way your namesake Hmm. acts. That is interesting and powerful. Yeah. Hmm. If neither of those quotes stings a little, then I'm not sure you're hearing them quite right. And if these quotes just make you angry that someone outside our faith would express such direct opinions about it, I would only caution you that caution you that anger about these kinds of statements doesn't make much sense if you think the statements are complete and utter nonsense. It makes sense. Yeah. I'm just saying like if you're offended because you know it's true. Right. If it's nonsense, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, right. Then if you come up and tell me like Drew. I know that you're secretly a sea creature. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's not an offensive thing to say. <laughs> like, if, but if you come up and say, Drew, I know that you're an absent father sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're not paying attention to your kids whenever they're in the room. That could sting mm-hmm. a little because that's true sometimes. Yeah. I'm never a sea creature. <sighs> I hate the water. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, these statements hurt because something deep inside of us knows they're true. We know that our Christianity has time and time and time again ignored Jesus and favored another way instead. Heaven on earth comes when we stop knowing better, and in particular when we stop knowing better than Jesus. Love your enemies, put down your weapons, give God's love away freely to all people. 
Heaven on earth, heaven and earth do not have to be separate. They can inhabit the same space. Heaven can come to earth through you. Hmm. What you thinking? That's good, Drew. The quotes are definitely a good addition. The Gandhi quotes. I like them. Um, Oh, it just makes me... I guess it makes me think of like... Like the... I guess I'm going to take it here. Um, But uh, like how we were how we've been raised as far as like, if you're a Christian, then your job is to, um, convert people. Yeah. Like you just, that's your goal. Convince them that you're correct. Right. You're that that what you think about the world and the cosmos and humanity is right. Right. And everybody else is wrong and and going to hell unless they believe what you believe. Yeah. And there's a word for that. It's colonize. Okay. Your job is to colonize them. Okay. Um, and I, it makes me think then like of all the conversations that we've had of, with people, different people of how sad it is and how scary or, but mainly sad, I guess is the word that I've heard used more often that all of those people are just not going to make it to heaven. Mm -hmm. And that we're okay with that. Yeah. Like, it's just like, well, that's just, I can only reach so many people. So right. uh, I'll do my part, which is, I mean, yes, you can only do your part. But at the same time, if Christians acted like Christ, the whole world would be Christian. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, okay. I get it, what you're saying do, Does that extent. connect, I guess, enough? Like, it's just like, if we, yeah, but if we actually acted like Christ, then we wouldn't have to say, Oh, that's sad. Most of those people are going to hell. Yeah. I guess, yeah. If that's the way you think of heaven and hell. Right. Yeah. If, if right. You, right. If that's the way you... But you I will also been, say... I mean, that's how I was... That's how I used to think about it. Right. Right. And it's a weird place to arrive at. Like, it's a... It's a it's a disjointed and, and disconnected... Um theology like that we're kind of we're going to be the most loving people on the planet we're going to love mm-hmm. like jesus our arms are open to all people uh and the only job that we have that matters here is to tell these people that they'll go to hell forever if they don't mm-hmm. agree with us right about who jesus is um and then most of these people who have decided to be the most loving people on the planet most of them will never actually convert mm-hmm. someone. Right. Will never actually participate. Yeah, they in won't a even do their part. They won't even try. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and even those who do it a lot still somehow sleep at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still somehow manage to like my next door neighbors. I know they're not Christians. Uh, my cousin, I know he's not Christian. All of these various things that happen. Uh, all these people that I know, like they're, they're going to live a few years, um, in relative joy on this mm-hmm. earth and then eternity of punishment. Yeah. 
and we're basically fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like somehow we arrive and it just seems so disjointed to the point where I'm like, I don't, I don't know if any Christians really believe that. Yeah. I don't know if they buy it. I, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to wrap your head around now that. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you, you took it here. So I feel like I, I should I say, I should say for the record, I'm not sure that I really believe that way about these particular things. Mm-hmm. I think they're, you know, we're going to talk about heaven and hell pretty soon at Risen Church and get into um, where I find place in the space in the scripture to to say, yeah, that's not it's a pretty new way of thinking about it like that. That's not that's not how very many Jewish people in the first century really thought about things. It's not really something that Jesus talked about, even when you think he was talking about it, he's not really talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of problematic <laughs> yeah. When when put up against a lot of things anyways, but yeah. Interesting. That's all I have. I don't have yeah. any other thoughts. Well, I, I wanted to really say good. about something a little more specific and a little more grounded in what we do actually see played out. I want you know, I have an example um from my college days. I was in a church that was super um and it seems like a, a time when maybe we should be talking about this somewhat. Um, but I was in a church that was super gun happy. Like they, j- they mm-hmm. loved, um, they loved their, their weapons and, and guns and things. And I don't have much, I don't really have a problem with people having owning guns and I'm from Southern West Virginia and I, I've never really, I was never really a gun person, but pretty much everybody I ever knew was. Right. Um, and I come from family that collected guns and, um, but I was part of this church where, they would regularly argue with me, like regularly come mm-hmm. to the knowing, knowing that I'm the one that doesn't hunt, the mm-hmm. one that doesn't, um, mostly because I'm a musician. Like it was just, you know, yeah. um, and they would tell me that it's actually that Jesus actually commands us to take up weapons, hmm. that Jesus actually commands us to defend violently mm-hmm. against, um, any violent attackers. And, and I found, you know, a mm. real kind of crisis in my own, my own faith, not in Jesus, but my faith in the church mm-hmm. in that moment, because I was seeing something that people were literally taking the words of the one who said, love your enemy, the one who said, turn the other cheek when someone strikes you, the one who said, when someone, when, who when you're literally forced, said, put down your weapon, right? Who literally, <laughs> like when he saw one of his disciples raise up a weapon Against them now, they they quote a, p- a specific place in scripture where Jesus asks them if they have swords. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and they say yes, we have two. Right, mm-hmm. they're about to go against the Roman guard, mm-hmm. and and they say yeah, we have two. And Jesus says, cool, that should be enough, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so our little tribe of uh, thirteen people mm-hmm. or twelve, because we just lost Judas, um, is going to take on the entire Roman guard, and two of us are armed. Now, the reason that Jesus wanted them to have two swords, um, a lot of historians, you know, speculate about this. My my speculation is he desired, and this is weird, but it's just part of our theology and it's part, he desired a death penalty. Hmm. Jesus wanted to be arrested and sentenced to death. So they needed to be armed. Yeah. Basically. 
They found two weapons. And I know for a fact that Jesus wasn't telling them, arm yourself so that we can attack, because Peter drew the sword, swung it at somebody, cut their ear off, and Jesus scolded Peter and said, what do you think we're doing here? Were you not listening once when I was talking? Hmm. The one time that a weapon is drawn and Jesus is present, he turns to Peter, not yeah. the people who are about to kill Jesus and then following that, right. eventually kill Peter and everybody. He doesn't turn to, he turns to Peter and he says, you're my follower. You know better. Yeah. Put your weapon away and he heals the man. And this was one of those things that I had in mind. It was like, we just ignore hmm. Jesus when it becomes mm-hmm. difficult or problematic. Like, why isn't heaven on earth a more present reality for us? Why are racism, sexism, um, patriarchy, like poverty, yeah, like or it just doesn't hatred fit towards into each what other. we want, like, yeah. And it's really, really hard. Yeah. I, I know. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've even told people, it's like, you know, I, I've, I've told people even in risen church, they're like, so you don't have, so if somebody came into your house in the middle of the night to come after your kids or family, like you wouldn't defend yourself? I'm like, no, absolutely I would. I we'd wouldn't throw, choose the way of Jesus We'd throw then. golf clubs down the steps. I would throw steps. golf clubs down the steps or something. And he's like, well, wouldn't you want a more effective weapon for that? And I said, if I had one, I'd use it. Mm-hmm. I know I would. And I wouldn't think twice about it. And I promise you, I would not carry an ounce of shame or guilt for it. I know that. Mm-hmm. But I also feel a conviction and a deep sense of saying, I, if I did that, and if I were more of a gun person, I would just feel a need to say, and that's a part of me that's not like Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's a part of me that doesn't agree with Jesus. And that's perfectly okay. I think Jesus gives us permission to do that. Mm-hmm. What he doesn't give us permission to do is to violate the sanctity of his name Mm -hmm. by dragging him into our personal preferences about things. Yeah. I think you can be a Christian who holds a weapon. I think you can be a Christian who serves in our military. I think you can be a Christian who has, you know, stockpiled guns in your closet that you're ready to take somebody out as soon as they come through you. That's perfectly fine. You can be a Christian and have all that stuff. Just don't call that (laughs) Christ-like. Just (laughs) don't say that's what Jesus would do Mm. if don't arm Jesus. Yeah call it separated in the same way that that we all call lots of aspects of ourselves separated the thing that you were saying before i don't even i don't even think about whether these people might go to hell or not all right well that's an unchrist like attitude that we have and we're just admitting it and saying yeah i don't i don't think about yeah i don't love the entire earth right with an everlasting love that i would be willing to lay down my life for someone i don't and in that way i'm unlike jesus and that doesn't make me not a Christian. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? You went glazed on me. I did not. I was listening. You're just listening? Yeah, I was just listening. Well, it's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, You have anything? I just hadn't heard that one. That spiel in a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I try to avoid it because I think it is... People... And and for the listeners of the podcast, anybody that made it all the way 51 minutes in, I hope you know, I don't do that spiel often and I don't have that conversation often because I think people really, really struggle to, un- to, to believe me mm-hmm. whenever I say, I'm actually fine with you doing right. things outside of the realm. I, 
I think it would be so much more healthy if we would just all admit when we do that instead of dragging the name of Jesus through the mud. Yeah. And saying, because I want this, so does God. Why do you think that's Because I like this, so does Jesus. Right. Well, because we like to make God in our own image. We don't mm-hmm. like to think that there is actually something out there that knows better than us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the right. point of the sermon. It's like, yeah. we don't actually like to think that heaven and earth are separated realities that don't have to remain separate. And that they only are separate in the ways that we refuse to acknowledge. I will say, at the end of it all, like... Yeah, I think we should. If there were no weapons left and no violence was ever perpetuated between one and one human to another, I think a little more heaven would be on the earth. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and lots of people would say, well, the only way to do that is for the good people to have more weapons. And I would say, yeah, well, how's it yeah. working? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those are political questions. Those aren't. Yeah, yeah. Those aren't theological right. questions. Those are just political leanings, and that's why I hope a listener could understand, like. I really mean it whenever I say I think you arrived at the conclusions you did honestly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it makes you a bad person to arrive at different conclusions than me. Mm-hmm. The only bad people here are the people who know better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only people who can't really sit at the table in the same way are the people who are like, yeah, well, there's absolutely no possible way that I'm wrong about anything. Mm-hmm. There's no possible way that I'm missing the mark at all. And if you interpret Jesus to be nonviolent no matter what, then you're totally off. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the only thing that I would have any kind of pushback with. Most of it's most of it for me at this point in my life, the stakes are a little lower than they used to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, All right. Any thoughts to end on? No. You got anything fluffy so. and, and fun to end on though? Fluffy. That would be um, nicer. What are you doing the rest of the day? Um, Gonna shoot the kid lesson in a bit. Yeah, I think we've got a movie to watch. We told the kids we'd watch a oh, movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yep. Let's do that right now. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. It is beautiful outside. I think we're gonna spend the evening outside. So. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks for your time. <laughs>